Ethical disclaimer. While Diana and I are psychologists, we aren't your psychologists. Reverse psychology, while hopefully fun and informative, is not a replacement for therapy. If you're interested in speaking with a therapist, please check out some of the links in our episode description. Also, Diane and I are both deeply passionate about psychology. Common with things you love, we may get frustrated, but at the end of the day, we hold sincere respect for psychology and psychologists. Now, on with the show. Move on. (laughs) Is that a song? Do you know what song that is? No. Either do I. All right, cool. I'm hitting start. Okay. Girl, oh, we're on the, you're on the clock. Time to be funny. Boobs. <laughs> no, that's not funny. No, it's not. It's immature. Funny. It's yeah. immature. Immature. That's the mature. That's the mature way. What to does say that mean? Mature. Ma- mature. Yeah. I think it's the same word as mature. It sounds pretty close to manure. It's the same word. Mature and mature. Mature and manure are the same word. What's funny because when people you know, being in academia, people always say the theses, which <laughs> is the, I know, right? Yeah. Which is the plural of. Oh, smells like a fresh feces in here. Fresh theses. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, people in academia. Are you guys going to do your theses later? <sighs> are you defending your theses? What you should do is when someone turns in their thesis mm-hmm. and it's not good, you should tear it up and go, well, here's some theses pieces. <laughs> and then throw them in the air. Is this funny? That was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. That was okay. On the Richter scale, it's an Andy. <laughs> Speaking of, Speaking he of has, Andy Richter, he has a podcast. He does, and he who is, doesn't have a podcast? Andy Richter has been dodging our calls to come on this podcast. I mean, really, I feel like you name a famous person, they've got a podcast. Uh, what's what's Pee Wee Herman's real name? Paul Rubens podcast. Does he? No. I oh, don't. I would listen to the shit out of that. Well, is um, he alive, he's alive, right? Paul Rubens? Yeah. yeah. All right. That'd be a fun game. Name a celebrity and we have to say, is are they alive? And what's Do the name of their podcast? podcast? <laughs> From the makers of PQR, it's Alive Podcast. Dead. Dead. Oh, what's I wanted that, to say from game last you play? week. Oh, instead of playing <laughs> Fuck, Mary Kill, you play uh, Fuck, Mary Podcast. Someone you want to sleep with? Someone you want to marry, someone you want to listen to a 30 to 45 minute podcast with. Oh, listen with. No, listen to their podcast. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. I like that. It's a fun game. We're recording a little bit earlier this week. Same day as the episode drop. Yeah. And that's a good segue into what I want to say about the last episode. When I was listening to the podcast from last week that came out this morning, Okay. I asked myself if we were on Scissorp last time we recorded you know what that is yeah it's a cough syrup and it's cough syrup with codeine codeine and liquor and liquor we don't have any of those ingredients we have liquor yeah i don't think it's rum pipe vodka oh well we were so giggly i don't it's funny because after me cutting out a lot it's also funny because 
we were real slow to warm up last time we recorded. Yeah. Well, like, I also cut out about 45 minutes. Yeah, from no, the we spent way too much time talking. We Our energy was so low. We weren't laughing. I also cut out like five misconnections. Misconnections! Yeah, and then also with the misconnections, I couldn't tell when one started and another one, one stopped and another one started. That's how they go. You just got to flow through them. <laughs> they all kind of ran together. It's all the same person. I left... I I often, as I do, laugh out loud when th- listening back to our podcast. Yeah. Oh, I had a really uncomfortable experience. Okay. Uh, a couple of days ago, where I I left work. I was really hungry, so I stopped at Wendy's to get a snack wrap. This episode brought to you by Wendy's, and I was listening to the. Po- it's not. <laughs> the, I was listening to the podcast, and <laughs> I normally, regardless of what I'm listening to, I, I turn it down when I get up to the window. And so I did. And then she took forever to come out. So I turned it back up and I forgot. And so she opened the window. My window was down. I'm very clearly laughing to the sound of my own (laughs) voice. And she just gave me the dirtiest look. Clearly, you're not a listener. Yeah. I gave her a sticker. Good. You've been giving out some stickers. Yeah. I've been walking up to strangers at the bar. You look like you need a sticker. You did, actually. I did. Yeah, I know. I hope they listen. If you did shout out to that person you gave a sticker to. I had two people. A whole bunch of people. Yeah. You were on fire. Sticker fire. Yeah, I love that band. Well, what was I gonna say about our podcast from <laughs> last week? You felt like you were on drugs because we were a little giggling. Oh no, no, no. I laughed out loud as I normally do, but I laughed out loud listening back to the part about the misconnection with the guy on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. We call back to our You know what's gonna be really fun is play this episode on top of the last episode and this becomes a commentary episode. <laughs> it was funny. We should do misconnections more often. We should, whenever <laughs> Whenever we don't have anything else to talk so, about. We'll do it next episode. Always. How was your run? I'm back. Yeah. It was good. Um it was delayed by twenty minutes because of a murder. Oh my god, what happened? So from my perspective, they just kept pushing it back. And there's this um, there's this guy that is the race director. He's been doing it as long as I can remember. And he was just, he was adding space to the 20 minutes, just like r- spouting facts about Utica and all this stuff. And everyone is getting really antsy. And then afterwards, I've, I ended the race and my dad, my sweet dad goes, did you realize the race started 20 minutes late? And I was like, yes, dad, I am in the world. And then he goes, there was a murder dot 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 it was a domestic dispute gone wrong i was like when do they go right <laughs> like <laughs> yeah as opposed to all the good ones where it just ends in a beating did he have inside information from his firefighter status no he had inside information from like knowing everybody in utica oh sure it was so difficult to go anywhere because he would just keep like stopping and talking to people yeah small town yeah he would introduce me to people the race was good Okay. I came in at an hour and five minutes. That's right. You wanted to be under 110. I wanted to be under 110. I was within two seconds of last year's time. I Oh. Last year, I got injured during the race. This year, I didn't train very well. So I have a lot of excuses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was, I was happy with it. My goal now is to lose a bunch of weight and do better next year. Hmm. Yeah, maybe I can do an hour and three minutes. All right. Do you believe in me? I do. Because yeah. I believe in me. I think you're fast. You're you're fast and Thank you, you can do what you want. I was super inspired because I usually what I do is after races, I'll look at all the age groups and mm-hmm. I find out how old I have to be before I'll be competitive in my age group. And I got up to like 70 to 75 
in this race and still these dudes were beating an hour in a 15k it's like crazy to be like in your mid 70s and crushing like a nine miles in under an hour you know what's crazy is my 10k time is about what your 15k time is oh that's crazy yeah when i beat an hour on my 10k time i was like yes yeah that's that's awesome great it is i know but you know my different milestones for different folks yep that's what the saying is but yeah it was great it was fun i love that race i'm gonna go back and do it again next year uh if you're listening i encourage everyone to do the boilermaker nuke in new york next up a 50k in october oh it's october yeah all right i ran this morning how many miles is it 50k it is 31 miles Uh, yeah big old farts yeah but it's in the woods and like the goal isn't speed. The goal is just to keep going and to survive. So mm. just eat a bunch. Cool. Well, have fun with that. Thank you. I'll go watch. Will you? Will you crew for me? If I start doing really long ultra marathons, I, I need to put together a crew. Would you be in my crew? Sure. What would your job be in the crew? I don't know what jobs are in the crew. There's a lot of jobs. There's a medical person. There's the communications officer. No, there's not. Are you serious? No. Oh. But there is someone that usually like, it's mostly just people to keep the spirits up. And, and there's people that are like in charge of specific things. So like... Bringing shoes. Yeah. Like, so there's people that are like just making sure all the gears are there. Some people will just make sure that like you're eating or I'll, I'll be eating. A lot of races, they'll have you like take your weight at every every water station just to make sure you're not losing too much weight. This just seems like it shouldn't happen. Like it doesn't. I know. That's why I want to do it. We have, we have over 200 likers. likers. How many subscribers do we have? Uh, like low 200s. 200 likers on Facebook. Thank you. Thank you. We love each and every one of you. We love you. To different degrees. Um, one guy, I don't know if he also left a review on Facebook or on iTunes, but one guy messaged us it was really sweet he said i don't know whether i tune in for the content or the comedy yeah he was sweet it was sweet yeah i just found out today that i mean like you know how this whole theme of like everyone has a podcast yeah. i just found out today that the tampa bay times has a podcast mm-hmm. you didn't know that i did because i looked up local podcasts the other day you just googled local podcasts. i looked up on creative loafing because i wanted to find a way to advertise our podcast and creative loafing oh did you no i mean we're not going for a local audience necessarily i think if we make it homegrown it gets big that way y'all hear about that podcast down in tampa so it's my accent uh um, this is good i'm glad we put this on a time limit oh they have less likes on facebook than we do the Tampa Bay Times Fuck podcast them. is less. Because we're harder hitting. And then I also found out about another podcast that... You love promoting other podcasts I'm not trying podcast. to promote it. Andy Richter. No. TBT. Never mind. I'm not going to say What it. are you going to say? Cut that out. Sawbones? Cut it out. I'm not going to... I'm not going to... I'm not going to cut it out. I'm not going to say it. Okay. Okay. Let's keep moving on. Okay. How's your week been? Uh, my week has been... How did you give do me without a scale. me? From Andy Richter to Andy Rooney. Dead? Yeah. No, not both of them. Andy Rooney's dead. Okay, so from Andy... Mickey, from Andy Rooney to Mickey Rooney. Andy Rooney. To Mickey Mouse. Wait, no, no, no. You got to give me one linear scale. Andy Rooney to Mickey Rooney. Wait, who's Mickey Rooney? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Mickey Rourke. Okay, go back to the original scale. Andy Richter. Andy Richter to Richter Ross. No, to the one that's dead from 60 Minutes. Andy Rooney. Yeah, from Andy Richter to Andy, Ro- Andy Rooney. Yeah. So ask me again. How's your week been? <laughs> On a scale of what? Andy Rooney to Mickey Rooney. Mike Myers. Okay. That was good. 
Yes. I, I, I want to write a book called <laughs> From Andy Richter to Andy Rooney. These are the Andys I know. And it's just those two. <laughs> it's just it's a two-page book. Oh, ask me again. How was your week? From what? From Rick Astley to Rick Rolled. From Andy Rooney to Mickey Rooney to Mickey Rourke. And now I had an Andy answer. From Andy Rooney to Mickey Rooney, how was your week? <laughs> no, from Andy Rooney to Andy Richter. From Andy Rooney <laughs> to Andy... Diana, how was your week? On what scale? From Andy Rooney to Andy Richter. Andy McDowell. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, well, she's good. Yeah. She, she, I am with her. Yeah. I'll uh, have what she's having. It wasn't... She being Andy Rooney. Quite a... It wasn't quite an Andy Richter week, which yeah. I'm assuming is the best. That's the best week you can be having. You're not... It wasn't necessarily the week of a co-host, but it wasn't also the week of a dead <laughs> newsman that loves hard candies. Uh, Yeah, no, it was because of the UTI. The unidentified... Mm-hmm. Keep going. Uh, touching mm-hmm. instrument. Yep. Exactly. Speaking of which, I did come home to the axe that I purchased (laughs) resting against your dresser in our bedroom. That that was my home invasion tool. You know what, though? My friend Beth did me one better. Our friend Beth. Our friend Beth did me one better. She said... Did you? She said... Bull pass that. That... I, you know, like half this, half this podcast is me blowing past things. Half this podcast should be called, this podcast should be called blow past this. Oh, you know, <laughs> wait, you, let me tell you, you say what Beth said and then I have to tell you something. Okay. So Beth said that she brings her keys in her bedroom. The idea being that if someone breaks in, she just hits her panic button on her car so that her car would go off. Mm. I think that's really smart. That is smart. Beth is smart. I put my, I bring my keys into the bedroom and then if someone breaks in, I run out the back door <laughs> and around to the front and I lock them into the house. <laughs> That's smart. Hey, enjoy jail. (laughs) (laughs) Officer? Yeah. Take your time. I locked him in the house. I got a citizen's arrest over here. I got a citizen's arrest. What? My badge and gun? I bought those myself. Well, then joke's on you because... Oh, it's my favorite funny food. (laughs) Joke's on you. He comes hacking through the door with the axe. Here he comes hacking through the door. (laughs) And I'm like, oh. Straight out of the shining. Yeah. My other tool against getting robbed is I take my phone out and I put it to my ear and I hold my one finger up and I go, hold on one second. Then I just slowly walk away pretending to talk to someone. Well, joke's on you because he comes barreling through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. Like the Kool-Aid man. No axe. Where'd that axe go? Oh, he's just a big liquid jar. I'd be so bummed if the Kool-Aid man came in this house trying to kill us. Yeah, because he's always breaking walls. He's breaking down walls. <laughs> more more politicians should adopt the Kool-Aid man as their mascot. <laughs> I'm breaking down walls like the Kool-Aid man. What did, did the Kool-Aid man have a saying? In my mind, it was, hey, hey, hey. But that's obese Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's the knockoff version of Fat Albert. <laughs> I, when I grew up, I was so poor. We had to watch obese Alfred, <laughs> just a fat white kid with no friends. What What were you gonna say before that? Before that, though. Oh, the, my observation. Yeah, I think so. My My observation after listening to every one of these episodes, I'm kind of a a rabbit fan. A rabbit fan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, poop little pellets. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Is so 
abundantly clear that we were both the worst students to teach in school <laughs> especially during like it happens a lot during this early phase but like later when we talk about the studies we both oscillate wildly between aggressively changing the topic or just doing very basic reflections to prove that we were paying attention <laughs> the well, last episode you were like there were 200 participants and i was like all right so it sounds like there were 200 participants because i was really proud that i'd paid attention to that part <laughs> i used to do the same thing in school raise my hand and be like oh, isn't it true that this was an experiment and they were like we are not talking about that anymore i do you think that we both had just like well i think it's a combination of things one we both love to talk we love it and two we have fleeting attention spans wait what was one <laughs> Three, and I'm going to say this about you. I'm not saying this about me. Okay. You're incredibly bright. Oh. And I think you get bored easily. Yeah, I do. You ha- you have like five projects going on at one time. You Your bedside table is like three books that you're reading all at the same time. I know. You just were I just take it one page at a time. Okay. Thank you for the feedback. I know, I'm serious. I think because growing up, I had a lot of problems mm-hmm. with teachers, like a lot. Oh teachers when i was younger liked me teachers when i was older didn't like me i think it uh, i was pretty sim- like once i hit fifth grade i was on a cool streak of parent teacher competence oh no <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah lots of calls home okay passing notes in class <gasps> yeah mouthing off maybe oh. yeah disrespectful do you think that was the undiagnosed attention deficit disorder I think that was the... Or the undiagnosed depression. Yes. Okay. I think I think as childhood depression does manifest... Yeah. I don't know why it's I said adorable. it with that cadence. As childhood... You're trying to prove a point to me? Childhood depression manifests as like extreme irritability. Mm. And that was me to a T. Oh. So, yeah, I had a lot of anger and a lot of... I also just made some teachers' lives pretty hellish which is interesting because now i love working with kids with like behavior yeah because you're the change you wanted to see in the world no i mean well not even that i just get it Mm. i think kind of that makes sense like uh yeah yeah i I, yeah i was bored very easily and i often I, i often misread the room and i was like you know what this room needs some lightening up and so i just like were you the class clown um In some environments, it is definitely hard to get a joke out when you're stuttering. And so I, I, I don't know. I don't, I want to say I was, but I was in college mm. and grad school. College is a weird place to be a class clown. Yeah. High school, I just like drew and doodled. Mm. I'd like get bored. It was also something where if I didn't really care about something. I was just like, what's the point? Mm. A little angsty. Yeah. And now here I am. Okay. So college, you were a class clown, like in class. I would make jokes a lot. I don't, I don't have a frame of reference because I went to a really large college. Oh, I went to, I was homeschooled, home college. Uh, So I was razzing my mom. (laughs) She didn't have a degree, but she taught you. Yeah. Okay. She dressed for the job she wanted. Yeah. My, my college courses were like 800 people. So I don't know. Oh yeah. My graduating class was like 800 people. Yeah. So I, it would be weird to be a class clown in that. You'd have to like stand up and scream. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, look at me. I'm going to say something real funny. Chlorophyll? More like borophyll. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, yeah, we've all seen the water boy. No, that's not the, that's not it. Billy Madison. Well, no, that would, it was an unrelated conversation those guys were having. 
It was a coincidence. Yeah, no, I my classes were like twenty to thirty people, and so it was easy to like crack jokes. Mm. Were you? Do you take classes with a lot of friends? Did you have friends in your classes? Oh yeah, no. I, for my core classes, so I, it was liberal arts. So you had to have like oh. two maths and a science, or vice versa. You had to have two philosophies and religion, or vice versa. You had to do uh, is a like a bunch of Englishes and stuff like that. Englishes, Englishes. I didn't do good in those. <laughs> I did actually. I did really well in those. What do you mean, like uh, like, like creative Chaucer? writing? Oh, um, literary critiquing and hmm. stuff like that. I took a class called. Uh, modernism in the city which is pretty awesome just like how to like art and writing in like the turn of the century mm. that was really cool but yeah so for the, those classes i would just take them with people I, like in my dorm or people i live with mm. and so we had like this little like gang of people that would go to all our classes together That's and then cute. it was really cute and then the only time i ever got in trouble in college was i was in a class called geology and you which was supposed to it was also called uh rocks for jocks because it was supposed to be a really easy A. So a bunch of my friends and I took it. It was mm. super, super hard. And I had a friend named Renato Pataki. And the teacher mispronounced his name as Patochi. And he like kind of cockily was like, um, it's Pataki. And I, I went, shut up, Patochi. <laughs> and then she yelled at me. And I was like, I'm trying to help you. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, well, this is a class where I'm going to joke often. <laughs> I had a good friend who was also a science major, and I got real excited if he was in my class. My friend Eric. Which Eric? Don't say people's <laughs> last names. I'm just going to blur it. I'm going to blur that one out. Um, it was Redhead Eric. Oh. Yeah. Not Eric. <laughs> 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 Uh, it was Redhead Eric. He's a science major? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, he was. He's a smart guy. Yeah. He's also really nice to me. I like it. Yeah, he's nice. He's a nice dude. Uh, Does he listen to this? I don't know. I don't know if he listens or Eric, not. if you're listening, shoot me a text. <laughs> Find my phone number somewhere and shoot me a text. Um, no, he was he was, he was was great. So that was always really fun when he was in class. Mm. I, would, I used to drive in from the city that I lived in. In your car that said misbehaving? No, no, that car got totaled in the first week I had it. In your car that said nasty ass bitch? <laughs> anyways that's boring i'm not going to talk more about that welcome back to reverse psychology this is the second part of our podcast that we started yesterday that we didn't get done in time we had to stop early yeah because of sleepiness yeah because we're tired we're tired little babies we're banking episodes we're more we're Welcome to the episode bank. So it's after work on Thursday. It's after work. We're fresh. Before we're fre- run club. We're fresh from work. Mm. Just got all our gears grinding. I'm still in my slacks. My tie is loosened. Mm. I've tossed my briefcase over my shoulder. <laughs> so. So. Um, what are we doing here? Well, Welcome the, back to reverse psychology. That's what I wanted to say was that we didn't say in the very first part of the podcast we didn't say the name of our own podcast you're one and only true and eternal podcast the psychology today that's not the name of the podcast what's the name of our welcome podcast? to psychology today the podcast <laughs> brought to you by reverse psychology oh, this is gonna be good this is gonna be solid all right so today i'm gonna talk about talking about 
marshmallows. Oh, baby. I know. Chubby Bunny. Let's start putting them in. Put them in. This is going to be podcast gold where we just played Chubby Bunny for 45 minutes. That's right. How many marshmallows, How many marshmallows do, do you have in your mouth? Right now? 20. I always have one. I have 20 in right now. Can you tell? Barely. Okay. I have zero in my mouth right now. Oh, you sound better. Thank you. So I'm going to talk about marshmallows today. I'm going to talk about the marshmallow test. The famous Ooh, marshmallow. Marsh- by Ken Kesey. That's the acid kool-aid acid test is that oh yeah it's a different snack yeah so in 1990 oh wait so the big deal with the marshmallow test is like basically can you wait for gratification like are you asking me well sure can you wait for it yep this sounds like a a talk my priest would have had with me (laughs) that's awful yeah he was quite the tease oh just a a real c tease real catholic tease yeah yep so delay can you delay gratification meaning you can have one thing now marshmallow or mm-hmm. two later which is still like not that many i'm just gonna it's say it's not that many and also i don't super like marshmallows which is why i would choose one now because i don't know i like marshmallows more now than i d- used to i don't like <laughs> i don't like two marshmallows <laughs> I like one marshmallow. Oh, well, then you're, you have your answer. Yeah. Also, just rip your marshmallow in half. Now you have two marshmallows. The whole question is based on the premise that two marshmallows later would be more reinforcing to you, right? So like yeah. I present you with one of this now or you can wait. And then the amount of time you have to wait for the second one also plays into whether or not you would select to wait or not. Yeah. I mean, it all comes from the idea that we're... There's a lot that weighs on our decision making outside of just numbers mm-hmm. because yeah, two is more than one. Yes. Last I checked, this is still America, right? We use Ar- Arabic numerals. Oh, Arabic math? <laughs> but it's a lot more than that. It's, it's the idea of waiting and the relative value of waiting right. and then the cost of it. And it, there's a lot that goes into it. You're right. Yeah. All those things are factored in when they did marshmallow tests with children. Okay. When did the marshmallow test happen? 1990. Really? Yeah. Did it seem like before that? I always talk about it as if it was from like the 30s. I know. (laughs) Yeah. I've I've misled so many students. Well, yeah. And also maybe would have had different outcomes during the Great Depression. Yeah. Something. All those kids would have hid them under their hats. I know. My grandma did keep tinfoil. Like when, when she died, we found drawers with tinfoil that she would like reuse Yeah, because of, because she came from the depression era. The de- she came from the depression. Yeah. She, <laughs> she was a depression baby. No, she was born in like 1908 or something. What was the depression? 30s. 30s? 29 was the big crash. Mm, that, that seems Run like, on the bank. That seems like convenient timing. What? Why? Well, like the decade's about to end. Let's start the depression on a nice even number of zero. So they did um, <laughs> they did the original marshmallow test in 1990. Okay. And um, they... Nirvana was just hitting the scene. 90? No, it was a little... It was like at least 92. When did um, Bleach, Bleach came come out? out? Bleach came out in like 89? No. Oh, look. You keep talking. Okay, I'm going to keep talking. So Shoda... At all's 1990s study, basically preschool kids, pre-kinder kids, sat them down at a table, said, do you want this one marshmallow now or do you want to wait for a second marshmallow later? So a lot of the kids, some of the kids ate it right away. Some of the kids waited, whatever. So you're asking yourself, like, why is that important? So the initial... Why is... 89. 
Why, wow. is, why is it important? 91 was never mind. Really? In utero was 93. He killed himself like 95. It was like boom, Ni- boom, 94 boom. he killed himself. Suicide. Yeah, it was like a tight run. Yeah, it was, it was fast. So meanwhile, in 1990, there's a table full of children <laughs> waiting for their marshmallows. So is Where it, was this done? Not to cut you off. Wait, like, I what? don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. Uh, let me look it up. Yeah, because I think that's... that. And I ask because that's also really relevant because I would imagine if you are a child in a more impoverished area, like... Oh, Stanford. Okay. Yeah, so you're like probably... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Totally wrong. The original... So, okay. The original study was in ni- in the late 1960s. Oh, thank God. So, but then there was the a... Beatles are hitting the scene. A replication study in um, 1990. Oh, the remake. And then there was a nut. There's been multiple replications of this with like different variables, different flavors of marshmallow. Yeah, the original study was really measuring like impulsivity and self control. Like that was the construct they thought they were measuring in chillins, in pre K. Yeah, we chillins. They thought that by like looking at how long a kid can wait or not wait for a second marshmallow would have some later predictive outcomes for later in life. Okay. So what do you think the things that they associated with like poor waiting? Kids that couldn't wait? Yeah. Later drug use. Um, Underemployment. Well, let's see. So they had... Really good hair. SAT scores. Okay. Poor. Well, no, these are the things that they looked at in the follow-up. This is what they said. Kids who waited longer were able to have had better life outcomes measured by SAT scores, educational attainment. Okay. That means like... Higher grade. Yeah. Or level of college, Mm -hmm. whatever. Body mass index. Ooh, you can wait. You're thinner. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe they're larger. And other life measures. Okay. So this is Wikipedia. (gasps) I know. Diana, don't you know that anyone could type on Wikipedia? (laughs) My dad just discovered what wiki meant. Yeah. And then he told me last time I was home that he does not trust Wikipedia anymore because, you know, just anyone can write on it. It's true. I just said, what do you think the internet is? (laughs) Nope. Law. I mean, everything on the internet except for Wikipedia is the truth, apparently. Yep. So walk us through the marshmallow test. They They put the marshmallow down. Yes. Can you wait? They said... How long did they make them wait? So, let me tell you. Please. Children were led into a room, empty of distractions. <laughs> this is kind of written like a poem. Where, and the, I mean, we call it the marshmallow test, but let me just tell you, it is not just marshmallows. <gasps> what? Yeah. Listen to this. Oh, we're blowing the lid off this. A treat of their choice. It was oh, that's, either... That's better, right? That's way better. Yeah. It was either... It was one of three things. Oreo cookie, marshmallow pretzel stick oh was that to weed out the weird kids <laughs> no um can i have a pretzel stick please <laughs> yeah timmy why don't you go wait in the hallway for it okay the children were bubble okay so then they could there was a treat of their choice that they okay. pre-selected the children could eat the treat the researchers said mm. or if they waited for 15 minutes what without giving into temptation they would be rewarded with a second treat. Identical treat. A second one of the same thing. Okay. Like 15 minutes for one more is not worth I'm it's sorry, not, not worth, worth it. it. I've had three Oreos since we started this. <laughs> and I said, if you wait, you can have six Oreos off of my body. <laughs> yes, you did. Take that out. Nope. Take it Staying out. Staying in. It's critical. 
body. So, you know the classic body Oreos? Yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone, we're doing body Oreos. <laughs> Where you just eat a cookie off of someone's body. <laughs> it's just sitting there. It's just resting. <laughs> the person's fully clothed. <laughs> and it's not even an Oreo. It's one of the store brand ones. It's a Hydrox. Oh, that's the better one. That's the that's store the, brand. That's the original. No, it's, it is. Mm-hmm. Oreo is a knockoff. No. Truth. How do you know this stuff? Because I... I feel like this podcast should be called, How Do You Know This Stuff? This should be called Win Ben Stein's Money. Remember that show? Yeah, I do. Okay. My sister had Ben Stein as a professor of law at Pepperdine University. Oh, cool. Yeah. Was he good? Yeah, he was pretty dry. <laughs> you can imagine that. <laughs> Which is funny because I like a wet professor. I like a wet sense of humor. Yeah. Real, dri- real drippy. Yeah. That's what I would put on my dating profile. Would you date me? Yeah. Okay. How are you spelling wet? <laughs> W-H-E-T? Like a sharp sense of humor? Um, no, I spelled it A-S-S. An ass sense of humor? <laughs> no, but you pronounce it wet. Okay. Yeah, that's, a, that's like a really failed like ad campaign. It's like, how do you spell wet? A-S-S. <laughs> They're trying to sell butts. Okay. 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 So, so kids. Okay, okay. So kids who waited for the second treat. Yep. The 15 minutes. What percentage of the kids could wait? A minority. Well, I didn't ask about the race, Diana. <laughs> I said, how many? One, one minority could wait. And that guy oh, is Julian Castro. 600 children and a minority ate the marshmallow immediately. So this is sad. Of the children who attempted to delay one-third deferred gratification long enough to get the second marshmallow. Only a third? Yeah. So, like, there were kids who were, like, trying as hard as they could. Yeah. Um, to, yeah. I, I don't know if it's from the original study or if it's from the replication or a replication, but I saw a video of the kids trying, mm-hmm. and it's so sad. Mm-hmm. They're, like, covering their eyes. Yeah. Th- so, this is... That was, like... um. That was a replication study. And mm. the, so the same thing happened in this one. So he, the um, a researcher observed that some kids would cover their eyes with their hands or turn around so they couldn't see the tray. Others started kicking the desk, tug on their pigtails, or stroke the marshmallow if it were, as if it were tiny stuffed animals. That one makes me the saddest. While others would simply eat the marshmallow as soon as the researchers left. Yeah. That's so me. Fuck, fuck this researcher. Yeah. Uh, just so me so yeah i uh, love love the person that's stroking their marshmallow like a stuffed animal (laughs) and then when the researchers like you can eat it now there's through tears they're eating their their beloved marshmallow so a second study it's important to note failed to find the same findings as the first study so they failed to find uh, the correlation between outcomes exactly exactly so huh, weird. we don't talk about that one a lot. We don't. And like, there's a lot of iterations of this study. So like a lot of different versions of this study have to do with like using a more diverse sample pool, different SES, socioeconomic status. Income. How rich your parents be. I mean, in all seriousness, like I worked with kids who came to school hungry. Like that's. Yeah, that's a dick move. If you're, if you know that kid's hungry and they're like, hey, 
Yeah. Don't eat this. There's all kinds of like controversy and ideas around this um, first experiment. So it's really interesting. The replication attempt with a more diverse sample population was over 10 times larger than the original study. And it failed to support the original study's conclusion that suggested that economic background rather than willpower explained the results. Hmm. So, yeah. So SES had like a big, very big. Uh, Wait, in the part. larger In the larger study, study, they said economic status plays more of a role than willpower. Oh, 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 okay. I thought you had said it the other direction. Yeah, no, that was... You know, that makes sense. Because I... I, There's a replication version of this where... uh, I don't know if you're going to talk about this or not. The the version where they found... like They found a way to get everyone to wait or no one to wait. Did you hear about that? I did not. But do you want to talk about it? Yeah, it's really quick. So they had a replication version of this because they were looking at that basically. Like what what environment can we create where people are okay waiting or not okay waiting? And so in version A of the study, they would have the researcher first come in and be like, all right, kids, we are going to make some arts and crafts. I'm going to go get these arts and crafts. I'll be right back. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. And then they leave. They come back and they're like, shit, I forgot those arts and crafts. But here's a marshmallow. If you don't eat it, I'll give you two. In the second version of the study, the researcher came back with the arts and crafts. And we're like, all right, before we do that, hold on. Here's a marshmallow. And what they found was that, as you can imagine, if the researcher just let you down and lied to you, you're not going to wait for that other marshmallow. You're going to eat immediately because it's like, you were just shown that this person is not trustworthy. They're probably not going to come back with two marshmallows mm, anyways. Right. Whereas if someone just showed you, hey, if you wait, I'll bring this back. Hey, I did it. You learn that you can wait and it's worth waiting, which which kind of explains the like people of a lower income bracket. Mm. Things are much more uncertain where it's like, yeah, there's I don't not as much predictability. Yeah. Things are unpredictable. So you need to eat now, which is that Great Depression kind of mindset where I don't know if my parents are going to have a dinner for me tomorrow. So I'm going to eat all my food now rather than lose it. So what's interesting is like, there's different implications for this stuff. I mean, I am definitely a marshmallow now person. And you seem to have turned out okay. I'm all right. You have a thriving podcast. Yeah, I sure do. Number one in America. Yeah. You know, this is the America. You can just say whatever you want. This is the, this is the American dream where we can say whatever we want and whatever we don't want fact check it. Yeah. If you don't like our podcast, go back to your own country <laughs> and listen to your own country's podcast. Oh, it's a sad, sad, sad time for us. But I know. one day I'm going to wake up from this nightmare. All right. So the idea, the more impulsive you are, the harder it is to delay gratification. Yeah. Right. So it takes um, a lot of brain strength. It also takes caring about. Yeah, it takes giving a hoot about waiting for gratification. Which I mean, we kind of started to talk about this, but like, if you have, if you have a, if you have a problem with addiction, you tend to have less ability to de- delay gratification. Yeah. But there's also a huge correlation between ADHD, like attention deficit, and. Addiction. Addiction mm-hmm. and delayed gratification. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that everyone's going to turn, like, just that doesn't mean that don't go sit your kid in a room and tell him to wait for something and then, you know, don't yeah. do this with your kid. Don't test your kid and then say you are, you're on heroin, aren't you? Just like Kurt Cobain was. So, so people have been really struggling ever since then because the people who truly like believe that these outcomes are significant in terms of their, like the, 
the delayed gratification test and then the ability to predict long-term outcomes, people are like, well, we got to do something about that, right? Yeah. So the whole thing, the whole question became, can we train kids to delay gratification? Ooh. Yeah. Can, can we? we? Well. I don't know. Can we? Yeah. So these authors think that we can. Um, Who they? So they are, well, it's interesting. Behavior Research and Therapy is a journal, apparently. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y. Murray. And colleagues, 2016. Okay. They came up, I don't know if they created it or whatever, they just did the experiment on it. The Attention Training Technique, ATT. They hypothesized that they'd be able to train children to delay gratification. And it's just, it's based on self-regulatory executive functioning model, blah, 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 blah. So what is it? It, what they don't did really, they do? They don't really, let's see, do they explain the intervention? Oh, so this is in England. Aye. <laughs> Put down that malo. <laughs> I bet you they don't even call it marshmallow. Crikey. Go put that malo in the boot of the lorry. Okay. And scene. This has been another reading of Oliver Twist. So this is all they say about the technique. It, okay, I now, well, whatever. I'm going to suspend judgment. It's a listening, it's like a tape or a CD or audio file, whatever, um, that the teachers were instructed to play um, at three separate occasions during the day over four days. It consists of approximately 11 minutes of sounds, such as birdsong, traffic, clock, <coughs> clock ticking, and a voice which instructs participants to direct attention in a specific way. For example, from one sound to another and to different spatial locations. Now, listen to the car. Whatever. So This sounds like bullshit. So th- this is just one example of the many types of studies that people have done to try to train, quote unquote, train. Which is one of the sounds they also used. Delayed gratification. Okay. Is that Would that be the way you say it? Train delayed gratification. Train. Train people to delay yeah, gratification. Yeah, train people to delay. Okay. So Meet Virginia. So they said that it was significant. The children in the ATT condition were 2.64 times more likely to delay gratification at time two compared to children in the no intervention. How much though? How much were they able to? Yeah. What's the effect size? Because that's one of the difficult things with using time as a variable is that it's really easy to get a significant finding, but it could be like three seconds longer, which is not super meaningful. But if it's like, oh, these kids are now zen monks who can delay gratification for days it's like oh cool sign me up for that cd chi they did a chi squared chi squared that's my favorite jewish statistic it, they don't have an effect size well that's suspicious it's also in an era where they didn't really publish them a lot 2016 nope never mind you're supposed <laughs> to be publishing it by then they have um hey england get your shit together yeah i don't see an effect size I mean, I can hand calculate it, but I'm not their slave. Yeah, I don't see an effect size for this. So okay, they have an odds ratio. Okay, what's that? One point three seven. Okay, I don't know what that means. So I just want to say, I speak your mind, baby. Thank you. I'd love to do another study looking at this from a behavioral perspective. So teaching kids. Yeah, I mean, don't anyone steal my my idea out there? But if you fucking scoop this idea, well. I'd love to do it from like a teaching kids how instead of like 
training their brain kind of thing, whatever that one is. Um, I'd love to teach them like strategies to, to remove their attention from whatever it is that they're focusing on. So like, how do you distract yourself essentially? Yeah. Because so much of life is like figuring that out. You have to self-monitor and that's a key skill in life. And so teaching self-monitoring skills would be really important. Yeah. I think also teaching, I think this kind of going back to what we talked about last sewed is teaching people or children how to manage their environments better because mm-hmm. like within this idea i know of a really cool study where they had all these participants come into a room to do uh like a quiz like you, you had to pay attention to a lecture and do a quiz and for a third of the people they made them put their phone in a bin outside the classroom and then mm-hmm. another third of the people they were told Oh, yeah. We've talked about this before on here, have we? Uh, not no, here. or maybe just in my life. Just we'll in life. Another third of the people were told, leave them in your bag and don't take them out. And then a third were encouraged to leave them on their desk. Is that four thirds? No, that's three thirds. Okay. You interrupted in the middle, so I had to say <laughs> one of the thirds twice. <laughs> and with, and then they looked at how people do on, the, on this quiz after the lecture. And what they found was that... If your phone is in the hallway, you're doing the best because there's no temptation. Mm-hmm. And the people that did the worst with the phone on the desk, because it's like you don't have to delay gratification to checking your phone if you have zero opportunity to check your phone. Yeah. Much like there, you don't have to delay gratification to eat a marshmallow because you don't have the marshmallow in front of you. Yeah. But if it's on your desk, phone or marshmallow, you, you're constantly in this battle of I want it, I don't want it. And mm-hmm. you're eventually going to run out of energy and you're going to give into it. That's why like if you are trying to eat healthier, you keep unhealthy foods out of your house. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's more, we talked about this idea of response effort last time. Mm. There's a greater response effort. You're less likely to engage in it. So like, you know, there's those nights when you and I are watching a movie and I say, I really want ice cream. And you're like, we don't have it. And then I look at you until you go buy some ice cream somewhere, which is sweet. You do that. But it's almost like we should just say no. To each other. Okay. You heard it here first. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, like the fact that you have to leave the house, get in the car, go to the store. Get that just action. shows the effort I'm willing to put in because I love you. That is so sweet. All right. Good episode. We should talk more in the future, though, about how our world is shifting and it's harder and harder to delay gratification. Oh, yeah. All right. Anything looking forward to this week? We're going to go running right now. Hopefully it doesn't rain. Yeah, I need to pop on some shorts and a shirt so I can go running. Pop on pop on your top. Week week one of ultra marathon running is wrapping up. Cool. You're on three miles. <laughs> no, I'm on 15 miles this week. Oh, shit. And I have a 10 mile run this weekend. And I haven't had meat in three days. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of quite a lot that's going on with you right I now. I know. Do I look different? Um, You look like you need a haircut. I do. I have this long hippie hair. I know. (laughs) It looks like a baby bird's hair. (laughs) All right. On that note. All right. Love you. I love you. Bye. Bye. If you had a kid, if your last name was Power and you had a boy, would you name it Will? (laughs) I named one Will, one Max. Uh, one battery, battery, one Austin, <laughs> and then I will name the last, the youngest one, uh, corrupts, comma. So when they're like on a roll call, they're last, they're, they'll go power corrupts, and then the 
my child would say, you're goddamn right it does. <laughs> then they'll snub out his American spirit cigarette and walk out of the classroom. <laughs>